0: Welcome to the Hashtag Firestarter series on the Power of Investing in People podcast. What is a firestarter, you might ask? Well, it all started to bring other leaders together inside a book. And we quickly realized that this was something bigger than the moment we were living in. We are creating a movement the hashtag Firestarters book project is a collection of creative thought leaders who are collaborating, planning, directing, organizing, and creating new ideas to navigate change. We understand that a single match, if left alone, will fizzle out quickly. Therefore, when one match ignites another, we build a stronger fire. We start with a tiny spark that ignites hope, creativity, creativity. Curiosity, fearlessness, connection, kindness, collaboration, mindfulness, community, acceptance, purpose, contribution, and love into the world. That single spark creates a ripple effect, then gains momentum and spreads like wildfire. We create a collective, positive, proactive shift in the world because we are the change that we want to see. Together, we are Firestarters. So join the movement today at FirestartersBookProject.com. And in today's episode, our special guest, Musa McHale, is one of the co-authors in the hashtag Firestarter Book Project. He is also a Navy veteran, coach, and podcaster. So stay tuned for quotes from his inspiring chapter on becoming resilient to pain and how obstacles shape our purpose. Stay tuned because you won't want to miss it.
1: Hello, you are listening to The Power of Investing in People with Shea Sparks, I had the honor of being on the show with Shay and wow, how authentic she is and how much I know that she wants to keep hope alive in the community. So thank you all for joining. And everyone here today, I'm offering a special to all active duty or retired military to my all access on-demand training where we learn how to dream, believe, and achieve our best life. Please visit at TimLaneFitness.com and I'll see you all soon. Enjoy the show. Welcome
0: to The Power of Investing in People. I am your host, Shay Sparks, Chief Excitement Officer of Sparks of Fire International, where we get you fired up about your life and your business. So today, our guest is the most incredible, amazing, inspiring human being that I know, and I'm so excited to have him on the show. He is also um, one of the co-authors in our book called Hashtag Firestarters, How to Be a Spark of Hope in the Midst of Change. And you can find out more about that on my website at shaysparks.com, or you can go to the other website of firestartersbookproject.com. So today our guest is Musa McHale. So Musa, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Shay. It's my honor and privilege to be here with you. I appreciate you so much.
0: So Musa and I were just chatting and here it's a year later that we met and so much has changed in the world, <laughs> not to mention so much has changed in our own lives. And on a whim, we we talked and two days later you had a chapter and you were like, yes, I'm all in. Let's do this.
1: Absolutely. And that's kind of the situation we're always facing, I feel. There's just so much change, especially the last year. And this year, there's still change going on, and it's just still irrelevant. How do yes. we show up? How do we lead? How do we become a light in the midst of darkness and change? Because that that's shining, you know, that that's dimming the world, I feel, in a lot of ways. So it's up to leaders to step up and bring some light to it.
0: Absolutely. And you are definitely one of the leaders I that inspires me. So I just so appreciate you being in the book and I love being connected to you on social media and all the things that you do. Cause you're just, you have so much gifts that you are giving to the world. So thank you for that.
1: I appreciate you and, and being connected with you has been just a gift mm-hmm. for me knowing that when I do step into my gifts and my, my authentic self and my passions, I get to attract amazing people like you into my life. And that was just a great example connecting with you immediately I I surrendered to the project the book I I just felt like this didn't happen for any no reason at all like there's a reason behind it and I need to support it and I need to just give myself to it it was an opportunity that I didn't want to miss out and it was just a great example what happens when we're living our passions and authentic selves we start attracting amazing people into our lives.
0: Well, and I have to give it up to you. I mean, we gave you such a strict deadline a year ago when we met like, okay, so everybody else has their chapter. And so you need to give it like in 48 hours. <laughs> and you were like, up for the task. You're like, okay, I'm in. No problem. I got it. And you just have this amazing story. And so we are just going to dive in. But first, I want to say that you are a, a coach, you're a speaker, you have your own podcast. You are now a co-author and I'm so excited to have you here because you also uh, dabble in real estate of all things real estate. So, oh, yeah. it's <laughs> So, I just want to start off first of just kind of being curious about, you know, what motivated you to be in this book. I know you talked about attracting, but were you like, mm. you know, when I heard about this, it sounded kind of crazy, kind of kooky, but yet I was kind of curious. What 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 brought you to Firestarters book project?
1: You know, there. I always wanted to write. I, I enjoy writing and it's something that just I don't have to think about. It just kind of flows through. And the whole reason I got into this industry of self-development, of the podcast, of writing uh, and coaching is in my military experience, I was very observant. I observed why some people struggled. Some people were okay. A lot of people were just living in mundane and just doing whatever and there was a lot of mental health issues and mm. suicide, right? I was in a submarine yeah. force. So there's, there was a lot that I got to see in how – because it, it is very challenging. And if we don't have a mindset, it might be difficult. If, and if we're not open to getting support, that resilience might not develop all the way. And then I've seen tragedy, right? Mm-hmm. So – Uh, One of the things, if we want to get somber, just because this is one of the things that inspired me the most to do what I do, is on my submarine, towards the the last month or so, right before Christmas of 2019, one of the guys I knew on watch, armed watch, he committed a double Mm murder-suicide in the middle of the day. That's a mental health issue. That's a breakdown. That's a, that there's a lot of things going on there. I don't believe mental health issues just happen overnight. There's a lot of developmental processes that develop into, I'm going to do something like that. And I I felt like we, as a community failed him and the Navy didn't really take much credit for anything. Right. Mm -hmm. And and that's kind of how it always was since I've been in. And it was like, let's just, it's under investigation. We won't talk about it. It's under investigation. Until we, everyone forgets about it, right? I'm Mm -hmm. never going to forget about it, Mm. and (laughs) you know, people don't know about it today, you know, unless they lived in near Pearl Harbor in Hawaii, and if they're in the Navy, they probably remember hearing, um, but the names and and like all those kind of things—they're not really talked about. It's not very open discussion. They—they do the, the military is doing a lot to bring more awareness to it. However, there's still a lot of things that aren't happening that really need to happen. It's a very complex issue. So I'm not going to say there's one answer. However, Mm -hmm. I wanted to do something that helped me was listening to audio uh, podcasts and books and reading when I was submerged in the water for months and weeks. And I just had to reflect on my life for a lot of time, right? Those are the things that got me inspired to learn more every day. So I was like, I wanted to make a podcast that I can help people on their journey, right? Because there's no perfection. It's just about getting better. It's about mm-hmm. self-mastery is just getting better and better and better. And that's where the mindset comes in. I'm very passionate about health and fitness. And I got to see a lot of unhealthy people and, and just the health breakdown over stress and bad habits. So that's the kind of thing that drives me, inspired me to show people another way that they could and it doesn't have to be just suffering and stress and pain uh, and mental health issues can be resolved, right? With enough people caring and enough support, enough people talking about it, no stigma attached to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there can be less suicide. Like it is possible. And it definitely is possible in the military community. And that's kind of my mission now. And mm-hmm. that's what so gave me the opportunity in my mind was i need to be out there exposing whatever light i can whatever positivity whatever quote whatever things if it helps me i love quotes i love reading i love books i love all the things self development so if it helps me i i try to share it because it might help somebody else and it could be one quote that could change somebody's life it could be one saying it could be one podcast. It could be one book. It could be just one person saying connecting, right? One thing can change somebody's life. So I saw this opportunity. You came into my life at the perfect time. I was open to it. And I was like, well, I I committed to being a light to as many people as possible and putting more good things out in the world. And this book was an opportunity to do that.
0: What a beautiful answer. I mean, you really are an example of the light you are, the change that you want to see, which is what, you know, fire starters is about is about being that change. And you do that to, like you said, to let go of the stigma of mental health, especially in the military. And first of all, before we continue down this road, I really want to talk about your chapter and I'm going to, speaking of quotes, I'm going to read quote your chapter, if that's all right with you. Yeah. Yes. So uh, for the listeners out there, I do have to put my glasses on. So your chapter is Life Teaches When We Listen. And I love how just so completely transparent and open and willing to be vulnerable with your, your, your words and really share your heart. So with that said, I will quote you. You say, I began developing resilience to pain. A resilience that, if not checked, can lead to numbing and an inability to feel love and empathy. I put on armor constantly, which was eliminating my vulnerability on my part. I felt that if I just didn't open up to anyone, I would be protected from actually dealing with the emotional pain. In reality, I was causing the very pain I intended to protect. What we resist persists by holding on to that massive amount of armor, blocking the light, love, and support from others to enter my heart. It's simultaneously prevented my light from shining outwardly. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. What a profound, you know, statement really. Cause all of it, you were talking about, You were injured. And, you know, for those of you who want to know all the details, you'll have to get the book so you can read his chapter, but you were injured and you developed this resilience to pain. And during that, you just put on so much armor. How has, I know you talked about the personal development, but how has all that, how did the military shift you with that armor?
1: Yeah, well, you know, I, I think it, it develops over time as well. Like we, it, it starts from when we're little. Something happens, we get hurt, we suffer from something, we put armor on to protect us. Yes, it's a survival mechanism. Yes, Our, our body doesn't want to deal with pain, right? It wants to avoid those things. So it programs ourselves and that's the armor. We just keep putting armor. If something bad Mm -hmm. happened, if uh, a heartbreak, if we lost somebody, we armor up and the military, there's a job that needs to be done Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and it's not going to wait. Right. It's not going to, it has to keep going. And it takes a certain type of person to just dedicate all their time on a submarine. Right. And, I, it just, it was interesting because it just, there's so many things I could say about this subject. However, the military kind of added more armor on. Yeah. <laughs> right. It just, right. I, I didn't want to, I had to be a leader. Mm-hmm. I was in charge of a navigation division on a submarine. I was navigating a submarine <laughs> that's. You're underwater. I'm underwater. It's talk about being
0: an armor. You are literally in (laughs) armor. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's certain things. It's, it's still about what we have to get done. Hmm. Right. And, and that's where we can lose ourselves when all our intention, all of our focus and energy goes to something external Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be the military. It's, alcoholism it's workaholics it's whatever we find comfort in or focusing our attention in and that can distract us from assessing and reflecting why we feel a certain way or why we are in pain or why we're hurting or why we just stuffed everything down and and yeah. protected it right we don't want to we don't we don't have close relationships because we don't trust or whatever the case is, Mm -hmm. evaluate that because we get what we project. How can you have a trusting (laughs) relationship if you're not trusting or being trustworthy? Right. So I was learning that I was Mm -hmm. my, my stress and, and, and that stuff was bleeding into other relationships. I didn't have much time connecting with people on a genuine basis, it was mostly just let me go decompress or do whatever, and it wasn't. Uh, I still have great relationships with people I served with, but I know it could have been a lot deeper. It could have been a lot better. It could have been more authentic. But a lot of it is I was holding into, I was holding onto these emotions because I didn't want to look weak. Mm-hmm. I had to be you know, stern and a leader and strong and in that kind of way. And the military operates very, very like authoritarianism, right? It's all about authority. Yeah. Right. You respect my rank because I'm this rank and we forget about the human sometimes. Right. right? And then I think Stephen Covey said something that's uh, extraordinary. And he said, you can manage systems and things, but you can't manage people. You have to mm-hmm. lead people, and yes. it's all about the paradigm of having empathy and connecting and understanding. You know, and and we have to do that to ourselves too, because it mm-hmm. wasn't until I got out the military where I wanted to unlearn these habits because I knew they weren't serving me anymore. Being isolated wasn't serving me, mm-hmm. especially as an entrepreneur. <laughs> I right, to, I have to communicate. Yeah, our relationships were ending the same way. You know, there was there was just a lack of excitement and passion. It was just kind of mundane. Mm. And that's what I wanted to overcome. Mm-hmm. And that's what I had to start realizing. Where did this armor come from? Where is the fear coming from? And most right. importantly, I think what we need to ask ourselves, well, I still ask myself if I'm mm-hmm. dealing with things is what am I trying to forget?
0: Yes. Cause that thing
1: we're trying to forget no matter how long ago it was, if we're still trying to forget on some level, it's occupying space. It's, it's using mm-hmm. up energy. It's stored. It's preventing. Yeah. And, and, the, and the fears we have, the, the fear of something, the fear itself is what creates that something that we're of, of trying to avoid. And that's the whole idea of resistance. What we resist persists is because the fear we start attracting that cuz that's where our attention's at that's where our focus is at the fear we we want to avoid something but we create it we want to avoid being left by our significant other so we sabotage it subconsciously <laughs> so we can validate an underlying belief mm-hmm. that people aren't trustworthy i'm not good enough relation men suck women suck there's no good women out there there's no good men out there you know and there, there's so so many of those mm-hmm. that create the armor but those projections create what our reality is
0: you know what's coming to me is just how many times we often get physically hurt And that pain might go away in a, it it numbs, it doesn't go away. It kind of numbs down and then it manifests itself somewhere else. So like you said, it manifested your, your pain that you were experiencing. You tried to put the armor on to make yourself not feel that pain. And then it manifests itself showing up again in relationships And I did the exact same thing, Musa. And it's so common and yet so not talked about. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons I just so related to your chapter was for the same reason, because I had got hurt in uh, junior high and middle school. And then, you know, I became a teenage alcoholic to try to kill the pain. And so was there a defining moment that you said, wow, I have such strong armor that enough is enough?
1: Yeah, actually, it was a little bit less than a year before I got out the military. I got diagnosed with thyroid cancer. Oh, wow. So it's, I didn't look at it as like, oh, it just happens. You know, it's common, right? It's not threatening me in any way, but it was a, it's a flag. Anytime there's a disease Mm -hmm. in the body, it's not just some anomaly, right? There's something that causes every disease. Mm -hmm. Right. So I I really reflected on that. I was like, why I'm healthy. I exercise Mm -hmm. uh, all these, you know, why would I get this? And, and, I started to really think about is just, it was a stress thing. My mm-hmm. belief on it was yeah. I was chronically stressed for four years straight. <laughs> right. <laughs> like that has to do, that has a huge role in that. And a lot of that was just suppression. I, I didn't want to, I didn't talk about it. I didn't feel it. Yeah. I didn't express it. When I was angry, I didn't have the outlet. Right. Mm-hmm. And angry is just an emotion. When we store it up, it becomes worse. It could cause pain in our body. It could cause disease. It could blow up at somebody when you're not, when you don't want it to. You could take it out on your spouse or whoever your friend at work, and it just happens, right? When it's stored, the lid blows off eventually. That energy has to go somewhere. If it gets, mm-hmm. if you hold on to it, disease happens. So I believe that was a big role. One of a nutritionist I talked to said it, it has to do with not communicating. Yep. Not yep. using your voice. And I wasn't. I was very quiet. I got my stuff done. I was a very good sailor. I was successful in any way you can measure it in the military. But that doesn't measure, you know, happiness or, you know, health and wellness and, you know, those things Mm -hmm. are really important. The things that cause disease, in my opinion. And, you know, I, I, I ignored those things. I ignored the red flags. I ignored the anger i ignored the emotions i did all these yeah. things and you know what i learned after you know when i really started to reflect and work on it this is where all the armor starts coming off cuz there is a there's a real life thing that's showing me i'm not managing my body properly because mm. the thyroid is a gland it yeah. releases hormones yeah. right under stress it doesn't operate the same way it could release too much it could be overactive. Maybe I created the environment internally to have that disease come into my life, which mm-hmm. I believe I did. So now mm-hmm. it's like, how do I create a peaceful environment? Where am I, where can I use my voice now? Where can I express my emotions instead of just n- shutting everyone out? And, and one of the most profound things I learned, Shay, I'll share it here. One of the most, this thing is going to be like nugget number one and like rewind
0: uh-huh. it was
1: someone told me when you suppress anger or any emotion you suppress all of them
0: mm, yes
1: when you suppress any emotion when you start numbing you yes. start numbing every emotion so if you're numbing anger you're numbing happiness mm, yes when you start just suppressing. And, and preventing yourself from feeling anger or sadness, all of your emotions come down to that level. And that's where I was at. Mm. I wanted to, I didn't want to be angry because I saw it happening and I saw myself, I felt myself getting triggered mm-hmm. almost every day at work. But I didn't want to be the one like cursing people out, going crazy and like, yelling and doing these things. So I avoided feeling anger. Mm. Yeah. Now I'm learning there's healthy ways to deal with anger, right? That energy, yes. my chiropractor says it gets stored up in the neck, Yeah. which is where my issue's at. Mm-hmm. But I also have a lot of neck pain because I'm tense. <laughs> I was always tense for years and I'm still yeah. working through that, right? Yeah. So it's, there's healthy ways to channel yeah. that anger. There's healthy ways to channel sadness because at the end of the day, anger is just... It's data. It's information. What are you mm-hmm. going to do with it? Sadness. It's okay to be sad. This is what men don't understand. It's okay to be sad. Yes. But what are you going to do with this sadness? Because it's telling you 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 care about something, right? Mm-hmm. If your loved one dies, be sad or <laughs> grief, like mourn, process it, right? Because then it just some some people have to hold it, hold it together mm-hmm. so much for family and other people that let's say someone passes away that they really love. They don't even mourn. They have to keep moving. They have to, they work. Yeah, That's another thing. Some people go back to work immediately after a parent <laughs> yeah. dies or whatever <laughs> the case is. Distraction. You distracting yourself. You watch TV, you drink alcohol, you, sit on your phone. There's, there's a million different ways to distract yourself. One of the most profound things that I did recently was sit alone for two days, cut off from everything. That's one of the scariest things someone can do Mm -hmm. (laughs) is sit alone without any distractions. Cause some people lose their minds, right? That's how Mm -hmm. they get people to, that's the ultimate punishment And the the world is solitary confinement. However, it can be very healing in a way because you start seeing a lot of yourself. And I'm not saying everyone go out and do it. However, if you spend an hour, 30 minutes with just yourself to really check in with what you're feeling. Why am I feeling this way? Mm -hmm. One of the most powerful questions. Why am I feeling this way? Or first yes. you have to ask what am I feeling? Yes. Because some people might not even know how to identify. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling upset. I'm feeling anger. I'm feeling dis- you know depressed. And big thing about that is not identifying with that feeling. Mm-hmm. Not saying, I am angry. I am depressed. Because now you are that emotion. Right. And that's not who we are. Right? We are light. We are a gift. You know what's what's our true essence? How we were like when we're a child, three, four, five years old. That's really who we are: the creative, the spontaneous, the happy, the fearless, the joyful, the excited, the imaginative person. That's really who we are. Love. We're light. So identifying as I'm depressed, you're not depressed. You're feeling depressed, and that's yes. real. That's real. I'm feeling angry. Those are real emotions. Those are real energy. There's real yeah. things happening in the body when mm-hmm. you're feeling this stuff. Neuroscience proves it. Yeah. You're sad, different part of your brain lights up. You're angry, different part lights up. Like, this is real stuff. So don't ignore it. You have to deal with it because it will show up either in your external world, with your relationships, your job, your health, Right? interior world is health actually like disease pain suffering you know all these things so it's it's a mind body spiritual thing Mm -hmm. is what self-mastery is about and what my work is centered around and what i believe is is some of the most powerful things to get us to break through the limitations that we set for ourselves and get out of the dark times so we can be a light for others Right The candle doesn't lose its flame by lighting another candle, mm-hmm. and that's how we can light our candle. We might be uh, we might be dim, and when we start setting ourselves around people who can bring some light to us, we can then become the light to share with other people and it's just a never ending ripple effect, which we yes. need more of, I believe
0: yes, you just are. Spot on, Musa. And this is, I mean, there are no accidents. So, this is why we were connected because we were kindred spirits. <laughs> I healed my thyroid from, was not cancer, but it, I definitely had a thyroid problem, had a thyroid issue. And when I started to figure it out, I started to change the word from I am to I feel. So funny. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that. And I also learned that we had to voice what we were feeling, which is so funny because that is why I wrote my first book, How to Get Your Voice Back, mm-hmm. which was very uh, profound for me because I had been taught to, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And being in, a, in a, an abusive, emotionally unavailable home and then being in an abusive relationship to an alcoholic, it was like, yeah, don't you can't say that right type of thing. So yeah, I didn't express any emotion. And you talk about the armor. Well, I had built a wall and I say I had built the wall so high that I was in the tower of the castle and even had a moat around it to protect myself. But you were so spot on when you talk about when you suppress one feelings, you suppress them all. Because I noticed that when I was in that tower, I was trying to keep myself safe. And what I was really doing is pushing everyone away. So yeah, it's, absolutely. it's so interesting how oftentimes it is something that happens to us in childhood that we be- believe that belief, right? We believe whatever was said to us and we take that on. And like you learned that it was not okay to talk. I learned it was not okay to express myself and, and then it manifests itself in other ways. So I hope that you are healthy now. In, in your yeah. thyroid.
1: Yeah. 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 And it was, it was just an opportunity for me to prove my beliefs to myself and others yeah. because yeah. since I've had it, it's never grown. It only got smaller. So Perfect. I believe it's working.
0: Yes. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> however, I notice my, my, my feelings, my emotion, my life is different and Spot on with what you said. A lot of times this happens in childhood Mm -hmm. and maybe it was out of your control. Maybe you were a real victim of something bad. However, the only way to move forward from that, to make it make change in your life and in my life is by taking ownership and being responsible for whatever results I create at this point. Because that's what awareness allows. Once yes. we have the awareness that I'm suppressing my emotions, I have armor on because some people don't even know because it just happens. Right. Our, right. Our, our brain wants I to. I didn't even safe, know. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's designed to keep us safe. However, it's oftentimes just maybe served us for one point in our life or one scenario. But if we're wanting to have Great relationships, which I think life is all about. If we mm-hmm. want to create something special, we're going to need more people around us, right? The greatest things that we see in this world didn't happen from one person, it happened from a group of individuals, or teams, or companies, or businesses, or entrepreneurs, or whatever. And if your dreams are big enough for you to accomplish by yourself, well, they're not big enough. <laughs> they're am big enough, actually, because <laughs> it, it's yeah. going to take other people. Yes. Right. I wouldn't have this book wouldn't have happened without you and CLB mm-hmm. and the other people who contributed to it. Right. And it's an amazing project. It's amazing, amazing collection. Right. But yeah. that's because amazing people came together to put something synergistically greater than what we would have done individually. So. That's interdependence. That's where the world really shines is interdependence. And we start isolating ourselves, which I was doing stonewalling, Mm -hmm. not talking about things, building walls. I don't want to talk about it. I don't even want to post on social media because I don't want anyone to talk to me. And I, you know, I'd rather be alone. I rather, you know, that's going to stop, keep you there, keep you in that box because all the amazing things you want to create, or you you once dreamed of creating is outside that. And you're going to need support. You're going to need Shay in your life. You're going to need a lot of great people. You're going to need others. Mm. If you want to break through depression, it's very hard to do it by yourself. It's okay to get help. However, it starts with you. I believe that that's whole conqueror approach idea. The first Mm -hmm. and the best victories is to conquer self. And that's to decide, I'm going to do it.
0: You know, I'm going to just read another excerpt from from your chapter because it just goes right along with what you just said. And you say, all obstacles we face shape us for our purpose. If we allow ourselves to view them as an opportunity to become the best version of ourselves. And you didn't even know I was going to say that, but that was like exactly what you're just talking about. You took what you had went through and really developed a program of business. You became the teacher. Mm -hmm. Because you were the student and the teacher showed up for you. And now you've become the teacher. And, you know, talk about the hero's journey. You really are the epitome of the hero's journey. So thank you for sharing everything that you've shared so far.
1: I appreciate you. And thank you for reading that because that, that's the whole premise of what I wanted to write was there's lessons. And it's usually the hardest things that we go through as the biggest lesson and the things that we don't understand yet. We just have to ask, we have to have faith. We have to know or ask ourselves like, what's the lesson here? What can I learn from this situation? Because I've seen people in the same boat as I was.
0: Literally. (laughs) literally.
1: (laughs) But they were in a much more darker place Mm.
0: because
1: they couldn't see how that was shaping them for something greater. Yeah. But it only shapes you once you allow it, once you look at it, once you see it, right? The teacher's there if we allow ourselves to be the student and there's so many opportunities every single opportunity every single person that you ever come across knows something you don't and you can learn from that person even if you don't like them even if you don't agree with them I learned a lot of things from people I don't like mm. and or don't agree with right because mm-hmm. there's always a lesson if it's not to do what they do You know, I learned not to do what they do.
0: Right, exactly. (laughs)
1: There's always something there. The hardest things, the hardest relationships, the breakups, the pain. There's something to learn there. We contribute to that. We have to ask ourselves, how am I contributing to this in my Mm -hmm. life? If there's a tough relationship in our life, how am I contributing that? What am I projecting to that person so they can be the person I don't want to be around? Right, Because we have the power to be the light, to mm-hmm. change. Once we change our being, the way we're being, what we're contributing, mm-hmm. that's going to change the people around us. It's going to deflect the people who want to bring us down because they won't know how. And it's going to bring more people who want to help us bring each other up. So that's that's the whole fundamental shift. There's always something to learn. Every time you're anywhere, talking to anyone, reading anything. I, I do this when I watch movies. I learn from like any movie I can learn mm-hmm. something, right? It's yeah. not like I'm always looking for like psychological things. Like why do people behave a certain way? Like how is that attitude contributing? To like, mm-hmm. like that's a, how is ego involved here? And that's why I look at when I'm watching movies I'm like the psychoanalysis guy in the back but it's just like I learn like cuz some movies do a really great job depicting psychological issues right and it's like those things are real and these, these like the you got to think of like the people who write these things or mm-hmm. thinking of these things you know how are they dealing with these emotions right, right. That's, that's where most people learn from like mm-hmm. movies and TVs and, and you know this is this is where I learned how to be a man from Hollywood. Right? And it's not not right. It's not effective. <laughs> it's not the most right. effective way to be a man is not macho and just beat people up or shoot people. Like like that doesn't work. That's not gonna work to create an amazing business or have amazing relationships. Right. So it's it's observing these things. What kind of results are people creating? Because that mm-hmm. is literally the result of their thinking and their emotions and the way they process it.
0: You just kind of brought to mind the reason the book is called how to be a, the subtitle is how to be a spark of hope in the midst of change, because the whole reason I started my podcast and coaching is I totally believe that when we share the lessons learned from the obstacles that we've overcome, we ignite a spark of hope, connection, love, and community. And when we ignite that spark, the whole world lights up. Mm-hmm. So you just really epitomize that in your in your chapter. So thank you for that. And I have one more quote that I want to pull out because I just think it so goes along. Again, we didn't script this, guys. It just goes along with with what we're talking about. Musa, you say, I learned that day that I have control over the experience of my life. I can make it beautiful or ugly based on my perception of it. I decided to go for the submarine life and push myself out of my comfort zone. I had no idea what to truly expect. And you're talking about being in, out of the box before. And uh, that's really what that box is, right? It's whatever is out of our comfort zone. Mm -hmm. that's where the true breakthrough, the true healing, the true relationships really happen. The true success, right. Is out of that comfort zone.
1: Absolutely. And that, that uncertainty is, it's real for everyone. Yes. If you think you're certain what's going to happen tomorrow, you're lying to yourself. You can have an intention and it might go that way. You know, hopefully it does and everything's great. However, the future is uncertain, mm. you know, and it always will be. And you can have a plan and have an intention and goals and a vision. I think that's a must. Yes. However, getting, getting so caught up in what I, what I want it to be like. Right. Cause I was afraid of going on a submarine because I didn't want to be underwater. Because I had no idea what it was going to be like. And I like going outside. <laughs> so I created a story. It was like I'm not going. I'm not capable of that. Like mm-hmm. I was all fear. Mm-hmm. But people would do the same thing, starting their careers, their businesses, yes. or leaving their hometown. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what it's going to be like out there. Like because I might as well just stay here because I'm familiar. Mm-hmm. Nothing's certain. And that is the greatest growth opportunity I gave myself was doing that. Mm-hmm. And it was the greatest gift I gave myself, even though it was a challenging five years. However, I wouldn't be where I'm at now without dealing with that. Cause it it just was so so valuable to my journey of self-discovery. And it started with making a decision to have faith. Mm-hmm. And what I won't see. And that's what we do. The whole time I was in the military, I practiced being in the moment, especially on deployments. Because if I keep thinking about coming home, it gets farther. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it gets right. longer. The time slows down. <laughs> so it's right now. What's in front of me? That's what I need to focus on today, right now, being present. What's in front of me? The Stoic philosophers used to say the same thing. Focus on what you have at hand. Yes. The future is not here yet. The past is gone. What's right here. Mm -hmm. And that starts eliminating fears and anxieties. Mm -hmm. What What can I control right now? What can I contribute right now? How can I be a gift to people right now? How can I lead? How can I be better? How can I be at peace? Right. These are the questions that start changing your perception of things. And that's the ultimate choice. If you can ask yourself a question. Simple one. I used to be very, very good with managing my time on a submarine. I was very efficient. And that's because I asked myself. Is this the best use of my time? Mm. Like 50 times a day. (laughs) It was always no. So I had to change. (laughs) So that question. That one question, that awareness to ask myself one question changed my perception of what I was doing. Mm. And that perception allowed me to choose to do something different. That's how powerful questions are, right? Mm. Same thing yes. with, what am I feeling right now? Yes. Let me let me feel it out and see what am I, check in. Why am I feeling this way? Mm. Okay. Why am I choosing to feel this way now, <laughs> now that I'm aware of it? Mm-hmm. Is it serving me or is it slowing me down? Is it stopping me from creating something better? You know, and th- the questions start changing your perception mm-hmm. and sometimes we can't see it. We can't see the label when we're stuck in the box. So that's why people are the greatest feedback mechanism. Every friend and relationship we have is a mirror. <clears throat> you will see me better than I see myself. You'll see me better when I'm stuck in an emotion and I'm not being aware of it because I'm just subconsciously operating. And when you can tell me, hey, like what's going on? What are you what are you experiencing? I see you I see you this way right now. Like, oh dang, that's what I'm projecting to you. Let's change. So that's why it's so important to have people around you who can see who's willing to give you feedback. Because some friends want to mm-hmm. just tell you whatever to make you feel nice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Real friends tell you what you need to hear so you can grow, get better. not I won't let my friend suffer if I see him doing something that I know leads to more suffering. I'll give him some feedback, and it's not always it's listen most of it's listening, mm-hmm. but this is what I see when they're open to receive when they're willing to hear what I have to say. And that's that's just the beauty of, of, of this type of work, having the great people around you that can support you because it is very hard to do yourself. But again, between, this is one of my favorite quotes by Viktor Frankl who survived yeah. Auschwitz as yes. a psychiatrist. So anytime I think about whatever struggle I'm having, I think of him because like mm. whatever he went through is like a million times worse.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: He says between stimulus and response, there's a space Mm -hmm. and that space lies our opportunity to choose our response. And in those choices lie our growth and happiness. So there is a space and just that awareness can bring that space and give you enough time to ask yourself another question to change the perception and to give you a new action creates growth, creates happiness. Hmm. Beautiful.
0: Speaking of questions, I have a few more before we wrap up. And one of them is, you know, our listeners might be listening to you and they're like comfort zone. There's no way I could write a book like Moose is a leader. He's from the military. He's done all these great things, seen all these great things. What advice would you give to someone who is thinking, you know, maybe I should write a chapter. or Maybe I should write a book. Maybe I should tell my story. What advice would you give them?
1: Your voice and your story is uniquely yours. And nobody is you. Nobody has gone through every single thing that you've gone through. People resonate with it. People have similar experiences. However, when you share your voice, when you be- decide that you're going to be a leader and share your experience with your heart, you start giving permission to everyone else around you to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what being a spark of hope is, because it takes a spark to light a fire. Just a simple spark. And you can have California, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> So that's the thing. You start giving permission to other people around you, the people Mm -hmm. who don't believe in themselves yet, that don't think their story can change anyone's lives. Yeah. The truth is your voice can change a life or more and uh, more people, right? By changing one person's life, that one person's life will change other people's lives. And you, you go and change thousands of people's lives from changing one person's life. Right, and Mm -hmm. it's more about putting your heart and what you truly want to put out into the world authentically. People always are going to write books for profit or just to (laughs) market a business, which is okay. It's a great way to explain yourself in a you know book. However, if you're looking to share your story to inspire somebody, know that your story is enough. Yes. If you share it, because there is someone who's dealing with the same issues. Most people, most people, most humans are dealing with the same issues. They're just disguised differently. All of us want to be happy. All of us want connection and love. All of us want to be living our highest potential. So your story and journey to do that. Is going to resonate with everyone who reads it because we're all dealing with the same fundamental needs. Hmm. That's why our stories, and that's why we're all interconnected in so ways. That's why when I met you, it was like we knew each other before. Mm -hmm. And my friend, Jesse May says we are all connected by the heart. We all know each other by heart. So that's why we all have the same fundamental needs. You are just, finding a way on your journey to create something to be better and to live a happier life. And so is 8 billion other people.
0: (laughs) Well, and it's so true. I mean, just by in the, in the last, you know, almost hour that we've been talking, you and I came from completely two different worlds and yet look how similar our lives were. You have, you just never know, right? You never Mm -hmm. know the lesson that you're going to learn again from someone else's story. So thank you for for sharing and just you know for the the listeners out there you know share what is your what was your experience during this process during the writing and during you know the whole experience for you how was that for you
1: It was it was really great for me it was really special that I was able to connect with amazing people like you and CLB and the rest of the authors And then it made me realize, like, I want to do more. (laughs) I want to write more. Right. I I didn't have it didn't all come out there. There Mm -hmm. wasn't enough space. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So now it's like, how can I do more of this Mm -hmm. and 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 really put it into a real product? Because, like, so many people want to write a book. I always wanted to. And now seeing a physical book that I contributed to, it's just like it is possible. Yeah. It's not, it's really, you've got a great editor. You can write whatever you want
0: <laughs>
1: Exactly. <laughs> and you have a good support team. Like it will happen. So now it's, it's just opened myself up to more opportunities and how can I do more of this? How can I write more? How can I share more of my writings in different creative ways? And that's really where I'm at now. mm.
0: I love it. You know, you have such an amazing gift for your blog and your, your podcast and all the posts that you do. And so where can people connect with you? Where can people buy your book? All of those things.
1: Yeah. So please connect with me at Instagram at Musa Mikhail. And, you know, I'm on Facebook and pretty much every social media, Twitter and, and all those things. My podcast is The Conqueror Approach. It's on every podcast platform as well as YouTube. The book is on Amazon and I have also on my website. So, or contact me directly, you know, I would love to connect with you because that's what this is all about, right? It it wouldn't be life without amazing relationships, amazing connections and amazing people. So I would love to connect. Please reach out and continue this conversation.
0: Yes, and I'll put the link up here that you can purchase your signed copy of your book at Firestarters Book slash Musa. So, Musa, it's just been such an honor and a treat to have you here. So, thank you for your heart. Thank you for your time. And, you know, thank you for sharing your journey with us. What phrase, scripture, or mantra? Are you living by right now?
1: Well, that's a good one that's a good one. I have a lot and really the the one that I've been thinking about the last couple of days because I feel like it's just always relevant in my life is it's a sto it's a stoic quote by Epictetus, and it's what are you no no what what is it i I don't want to mess it up, but I already did. I have it. I have it written down. Okay. How much longer are you willing to wait to demand the very best of yourself? Mm. That's it. That's it. That's the everyday one for me. Mm -hmm. How much longer am I willing to wait to demand the very best of myself? And then just, I'm not, you know, it gets sick and tired of why am I not doing the best I can be? doing right now so that starts with me going to exercise later too
0: (laughs) (laughs) well Well, you are an example of living uh your best version of yourself so thank you for that
1: and thank you i wouldn't be here i wouldn't have contributed to this book if you didn't put your heart out there and be a spark of change for yourself right so thank you
0: and thank you for listening to The Power of Investing in People with Shea Sparks. P- feel free to go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. And until next time, let's get fired up. Did you know that when you share the knowledge that you gain from an experience, it becomes wisdom? There is power in sharing your voice of wisdom inside a book to leave a legacy for generations to learn from your experience. And then add collaborating with other leaders, your legacy makes an even bigger impact. Like co-author Joe Bogdan, who shares in his chapter how being better has no finish line. He said his experience in the hashtag Firestarters book project has been nothing short of amazing. From him being a first-time author, he loved our supportive approach, and we earned his trust immediately. If you're curious about joining the next collection of Firestarters co-authors, then join the movement today at firestartersbookproject.com.